Hello again and welcome to Crying in My Bar. I am your host, Mike Lee, along, of course, with my good friend and cohort, Devin Seymour. Give it up for him, everybody. Hello, hello. We are out here at Barrel 239 in Winter Haven, and uh, we're having a great time, man. This is this place is amazing. If you haven't, if you are in the area, if you're in Polk County, Winter Haven area, you need to check out Barrel239.com, or better yet, just come down here. I uh, I was wondering Such why why it's called Barrel 239. It's just their address. That's it. It's yeah. 239 Third Street Southwest in Winter Haven. Yeah, well, when you uh, run a bar where everybody gets drunk every night, the creative thinking is on your <laughs> <Right>. avenue. <laughs> it's the easiest so. way to get everybody back to your place. Is I to will just say, put the huge address. wide array of alcohol here. Yeah. I mean, oh, if yeah. you are an alcohol connoisseur, oh man, uh, this is it. And um, tonight, I'm I've sampled. I I said I went to the bar and I said, give me the weirdest thing you have, and they handed me a Tennessee Old Smoky salted watermelon whiskey. Yeah, I got one of these as well from uh, Aaron, who's in the audience. Aaron, thank you so much. Yeah. We do have a live audience out there. Please, everybody make some noise right now. One, two, three, go. We want them to hear you. All right. Yeah, we want them to know that you guys are out there. Uh, And, uh, yeah, Aaron got me one of these as well. So we both have one of these. What did you call it? A Tennessee smoke? Tennessee whiskey? Old Smoky uh-huh. is the brand, I believe. Tennessee and then Old Smoky. It is uh, salted watermelon whiskey, and I have to say, it is absolutely fantastic. I have I have never even it heard of anything. It is smooth. Like it has just enough sweetness, and and the saltedness is not too overbearing. It is so weird because you. But taste, isn't it good? Yeah, you taste watermelon first. Yep. And then all of a sudden you get the whiskey, the smoky whiskey aftertaste. This is a good summer drink. Like it's you can see like sitting on drink. your back porch, you know, it's looking over the, the, the fields. Now I, I am a little bit now is this is this just uh Hyro, you can just give me Hyro the bartender back there, everybody. Give him another round of applause. Hyro, is this is this a mixed drink or is this straight whiskey on rock? This is, so this is how it's exactly is, what it tastes like. Wow, this is just the distilled this it's is impressive. straight whiskey on the rocks. Wow, I'm gonna have to find this for, for. I mean, like, it's amazing. Yeah, it's good, and it's it's relatively inexpensive. It's not gonna break the bank on a full bottle of it. I, looked it up, <laughs> I did look go, it up yeah. online. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, well, let's kick things off with you know this is crying in my bar. So uh, you know, of course, we talked about the drink that we'll be sipping on during the podcast, and uh, I have here a story here. Now, how many of you guys out there, by a round of applause, are like big uh, craft beer drinkers or retro beer drinkers? Round of applause, anybody? Exactly. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody does it. Not a single person. Not a lot of people. But so so all of these macro brews have noticed a decline in sales, right? They're like, oh, my God. And you know why? It's because there's so many good beers out there. But what they're doing now is uh, they are trying to get people in by offering what they're uh, calling faux-stalgia. Faux-stalgia. Which is basically it's a retro print of an old label on their beer cans, so that it looks eclectic mm. and cool. I'm and gonna it'll, it'll gonna draw buy it with all the my hipsters. Faux money. Yeah, yeah, buy it with <laughs> your faux money. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but the idea is that they're going this total retro look. Uh, so like Miller High Life, Takati, all these companies that are making these macro brews are uh, making these cans available during the summer, where it's got a retro uh, label on it. Well, Pepsi and Coke have done that. They made have them look they? retro. Yeah. 
But see, Pepsi, Pepsi and Coke don't have to advertise. They don't have to. Everybody knows. Are you a Pepsi person or a Coke person? Coke person. You're a yeah. Coke person? Yeah, I'm Coke I'm all a, day. I'm not a serial killer. You're right. Yeah, I'm not a psychopath. What's wrong with you? We live in a society. Who drinks Pepsi? <laughs> Nobody. Uh, yeah, Coke is, the, is, the, is for me as well. But they don't have to tell me that I like Coke anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I see a Coke commercial and I change the channel. I already know all about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these guys, uh, they, they, they're trying to sell you on a beer. They're trying to sell you on a beer and remind you, hey, Miller High Life is a good beer. Remember us? Takati is a good beer. Remember us? And their strategy now is to do these faux labels to make it look like it was a, an old school retro beer, like a craft beer. And it just seems sad to me. Doesn't Why? it seem? I don't know. Like, I, I know that PBR, is there anybody out there drink PBR, Paps Blue Ribbon? Yeah. Hyro, you put your hand down. I had respect for you. I used to respect you. You drink PBR. That stuff is awful. It is awful. And it's one of those beers that like has a retro label on it because sure. they want it's it's cool ironically. And I think that's what they're trying it to do. It has a retro label because they don't make enough money to replace the label. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, they'll do PBR like when I go home and I visit, think they actually made one batch of PBR in nineteen seventy nine <laughs> and they've just continuously sold just cans going, from that. Yeah. They're like, exactly. We made ninety million uh, cans. It's awful. So yeah, you don't wanna uh, you don't wanna get this stuff whenever you see it. But I will say this, let, let me read this real quick quick quote a uh, bar patron named Kat Walensky ordered a bucket of addition retro oh yeah I trust a, a bar patron named Kat <laughs> yeah Kat addition <laughs> retro now for those of you who don't uh, speak the uh, Spanish language that is the retro edition of Takati and uh, she told the interviewers of this article when I saw the retro label I was even more excited about it American drinkers especially relate to that sense of nostalgia no we don't no this that's it so is such stupid. horse crap. Everybody's <laughs> like, oh, I love retro. Okay, cool. Let me put this eight track in your car. See how much you like <laughs> yeah. listening to the same four songs yeah. over what? and over again. <laughs> hey, I'm going to turn your air conditioner off. See how retro you like that. You like the heat? Yeah, no, no AC for you. I went to a coffee shop the other day that had a record player in the corner, and the guy's like, you want to listen to something different? Just change it. <laughs> and halfway through putting this record on, I was like, this is why we no longer have this. This is stupid. I don't like this. I know what song I want, and I don't know where the hell it is on this damn record. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> I was, can't skip to it. I, it was dumb. It. Yeah. All right. Let's cry over my wallet for a minute here. Uh, this is going to be a, a time where we uh, take a moment to bow our heads and, and reflect solace. on yeah, reflect, Daddy's career. <laughs> reflect on the <laughs> fact that I have no Benjamins. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still struggling with the AC problem. Uh, I just got through finishing my shower. I can actually take a shower now uh, because I had. Uh, have you ever done a DIY project? that started out as this little $30 thing and then all of a sudden you screwed up, you messed something up and, and now it's going to cost you like $1,000 to and fix it. Her. And No, 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 no. <laughs> that was not the that DIY was project DIY. I was referring yeah. to. Well, it cost me thirty. Now I got a so, thousand. So I had a leaky shower head, right? I had yeah. a leaky shower head. That's whatever you call it. It was very sick. <laughs> uh, go see a doctor for that. I know. No, um, no, I had a leaky shower head. It should have been a thirty dollar part, an easy fix, right? But when I got into the wall and got it all taken apart, I realized that some of the parts had kind of corroded together. So I did what nobody should ever do. Please listen to me. Don't do this. Don't go on YouTube and just. Follow the directions of the first guy you find. I went on there, and the guy said, oh, it'll be fine. You just hacksaw through this part of it. And, and that's what repairman, man, yeah. man, man does. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so I break out the hacksaw, and I start hacking through this thing. 
and uh, I accidentally cut through the most important part of the uh, shower handle, which is the copper and the brass that is actually in the wall. Wait, wait, wait. So it's not his fault. You accidentally cut through yeah, the I wrong cut through, part. Yeah, I cut through the wrong part. Exactly. And it is your fault. So, well, I mean, it is technically my fault. You're right. But it's still like I'm an, I'm an unexperienced person. He shouldn't have been telling me to hacksaw through my shower <laughs> head. Uh, so I, so I, I, I cut through the thing. I have to call now because uh, there's water just coming everywhere out of the wall now. Yeah. And, and so I have to call a plumber. I go out, run out, cl- turn my water off, call the plumber. He comes in and fixes it. It's $550. It was supposed to be a $30 fix $550 later. Yeah. Isn't that ridiculous? I know. Like, that's why you DIY stuff, because it saves you so much money. But whenever you mess up, and you were, you were around, weren't you, Devin, when I accidentally... Mike, you can pay me $500, I'll <laughs> yeah. save you 50 and you can just use my shower whenever yeah. you want. Like, I'll take your $500. You were around whenever I accidentally drilled through the wall and, uh, and, and, the, and hit I've the gas I've never seen line. you successfully do anything other than <laughs> make a bar table. <laughs> like, that's the only thing you know how to do. That is You're not like, true. I know how to make a table that people can drink at. <laughs> other than that. Uh, yeah, one time I accidentally, I was trying to hang a uh, microwave and uh, trying to drill a hole uh, into, the, into the wood, into a stud. Thought I found the stud, but I didn't find the stud. I found the gas line. Yeah, I found the gas line, and that is what I ended up drilling into. We all almost died. I don't remember that, but I may have been completely blacked out from gas. <laughs> yeah, that's possible. <laughs> it's very, very possible. Uh, all right, here's a little story. I found this uh, study, okay, and we're still on the wallet thing. Uh, are people more likely to return a lost wallet if there's no cash in it? All right, have, uh, by round of applause, how many of you guys have ever found a wallet? Woo! Found a wallet, yep. Uh, I've actually found a wallet before uh, when I was working at a movie theater, and it was right after the Oklahoma City bombing, and the uh, wallet had a ton of cash in it, and I did not want to return it because it had a ton of cash in it, but it was a uh, had a firefighter's ID in it from like oh. New York City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the trick. I just put a firefighter's ID in my wallet, and yeah. it's definitely going to be returned <laughs> every be returned. time. I returned uh, it I'll put to like the guy. a picture of my kid and like write on it, you know, orphan. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and just just make them feel like super bad if they ever find my I wallet. I knew that was that guy was there because he was helping out with the Oklahoma City bombing oh, cleanup. So and he I, found I, it I returned, and returned it, yeah. it with I the cash it. intact. Did he give you a tip? No, of course not. What? No, no well, I, would I didn't give return it. A little bit of money. I didn't return it directly to him. I turned it into my manager. See, I that's where you went wrong. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, if I'd have done it straight to him, yeah, the manager probably did get a tip, right? Yeah, for contacting him and letting me know. Uh, but a new study shows that people are more likely to return lost wallets that contain cash than uh, wallets with no cash in them. Let me read that again. Because people a feel bad that somebody lost their cash. That's their cash. They can't get it back. Really? Yeah. No, I see. When I found this story, I must have read it wrong because I thought it said that people are more likely to return lost wallets that have no cash in them. Well, that's Gollum inside of you. Yeah, I guess so. Trying to break through. Because I was going to say, like, if, if I pick up a, a wallet that didn't have a firefighter's ID in it mm-hmm. and it had 200 bucks in it, I'd be like, wow, I found $200. And then I would say, hey, man, I found your wallet. There was no cash in it. You're a I terrible found. person. <laughs> Yeah. Am I a bad person? Yeah, you're a horrible person. <laughs> Somebody's cash. They're not getting their $200 back. But what about... What you about? clearly have all contact information <laughs> at your disposal, and you're like, look at this money that I found. I mean, I found it. Yeah. I found it. It doesn't matter if I know whose it used to be, does it? It's terrible. Isn't it finders keepers? Isn't that the rule? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. If you, you want to go I, to hell, that's the rule. You have to. Yeah. Here's what the rule is. The rule is, if they have cash in the wallet, yeah. you 
look through the credit cards, and if they have an American Express, you go, "Oh, I can take this." Oh. Yeah, they they have enough money, you know. But if it's uh, if it, if it has like a uh, first financial bank or a rush card, okay, then yeah. they need the money, and you need to get it back to them immediately. Uh, all right, we're gonna move on to crying in my, over my women. Um, have you ever been to a gender reveal party? Yes, I have. You have? Mm-hmm. Have you guys, anybody out there in the audience, by round of applause, have you guys been to a gender reveal? A gender reveal? What do you guys, do you guys, are you guys fans of the gender reveal? I, I, I think it's the dumbest damn thing I've ever heard of. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I mean, I'm just a guy. I'm just an old-fashioned guy, and uh, I would rather if I – and I don't have any children, so, so you can always judge me on that. But I figure if I do ever have children, mm. I just want to know when it comes out. When it pops out, surprise, boy right. or girl. Oh, no, no, no. No, you don't want to do that? No, you want to know. you got to buy stuff ahead of time. Really? You think yeah. so? Uh, just gender reveal parties have become such a – it's about me more than it's about and the child. And that's exactly what this uh, article is about. Yeah. The gender I mean, reveals like you said, have Everybody come, should just got, show up, and you just pull up the ultrasound, and like, there's a penis. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, oh, there you go. There have been ridiculous, ridiculous uh, uh, gender reveals. What is the most ridiculous one you've ever seen or heard of? Um, the one where they shot the balloon that that's like, exactly caught fire. What, yeah, that's exactly what is I was going to say. Yeah, the, the one where they shot, they literally had uh, shotgun shells. And I can't remember if the shells themselves were blue or pink. But I want to say they were. I think like, it's what they shot was blue or pink. Was blue or pink. But they had to shoot them to find out what it was. And I was like, all right, this is getting out of hand. The Wall Street Journal has uh, provided uh, provides pretty compelling evidence that the gender reveal stunts have really jumped the shark. One pregnant mom's stepdad got covered in pink powder when a cannon backfired. They were going to do one of those <laughs> cannon things. What's he doing standing in front of the damn cannon? No, it backfired. So he was behind it. And, and he, he pulled and it. He, and they pulled this thing. And, and it blew it, up it, on it, him. And it blew up backwards in it's his face. It's hysterical. So, That's yeah. exactly how the baby got born or like made. It <laughs> <laughs> backfired and blew an, up in my face. Unexpected backfire. <laughs> exactly. Uh, a Connecticut, Connecticut couple uh, had to go uh, sifting through the trash to find out the gender of their baby after a bakery made their cake purple instead of pink <laughs> or blue. That's hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> you cut into it and you're like, mm, what's this? Uh, they're like binary. And one other one that was kind of a horrible uh, fail, I guess. Uh, let's not forget the Arizona Border Patrol agent who started massive wildfire by using explosives to reveal the baby's gender. He was a border agent? Yeah. And he used uh, explosives to reveal the baby's gender and thereby started a giant a massive wildfire. wildfire. And yeah. I think they sued him for like millions yeah. <laughs> too. So the baby comes into the world he in jet. Sh- he should have definitely been the first story in Numb Nuts in the News, which is our next segment, Numb Nuts in the News. Uh, after getting dumped by a girlfriend, a Florida man, that's right, it's another Florida man story. Of course it is. Puts Lysol in her pickle juice. A Florida man put Lysol in his girlfriend's pickle juice. Yeah. What's her problem uh, for drinking pickle juice? Who the hell does that? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> uh, here's her name. Tierra Cotton. Tierra Cotton. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Tierra <laughs> Cotton recently broke up with her boyfriend. Richard uh, Lewis. His name was Richard Lewis. I love yeah. Richard Lewis. Yeah. He's uh, the guy from a lot of famous stuff like oh, Men in uh, Tights. Oh, okay. Yeah, Richard Lewis. You sure. remember Richard Lewis, the famed comedian. Uh, yeah, I know exactly who you're yeah. talking about. I don't think this is him, though. Uh, she just broke no, up with dead. Richard Lewis. That's why it's not him. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, they got into a violent fight on uh, just last Wednesday, and the police showed up. 
They showed up. And uh, Cotton told the cops that Lewis tried to get back at her by bleaching her clothes and putting Lysol in her pickle juice. That's... That's psycho. Is that, I mean, that's attempted murder. I mean, it if Lysol really can kill you, right? Now, w- with that Bleaching in mind, her clothes, though. Bleaching her clothes, that's kind of a bad prank. You yeah. know what I mean? You put bleach on the clothes. But uh, Lysol in the pickle juice is horrible. Of course, Lewis Has admitted anybody ever sipped pitch- pickle juice and be like, mm, pine fresh. Yeah, mm, this I is fantastic. Mm, these pickles are really lemony fresh. Uh uh, so I wonder if uh, what is the thing that any and actually if anybody in the audience has one that they'd like to share, what is like the most petty thing that you did after a breakup, like a petty thing that you took or that you kept or something that like I, I know people that have like taken uh, PlayStation controllers. They're like, oh, he loves that PlayStation so much. I'm taking his controllers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is there anything petty that anybody has done? Yeah. Come on. I up. took my college roommates DVDs on the way out the door. I was like, I hate this man. <laughs> <laughs> really? It, yeah, but it was seriously like a Jack Johnson live, and I never—I was like, I hated Jack Johnson. <laughs> I just took it around. Uh, all right, we got Sean here from the audience. Give him a big round of applause. <laughs> Sean joining us once again. Sean, what's the petty thing that you kept or that you did after a breakup? <laughs> I was in high school, and yeah. um, I was dating this guy, mm-hmm. and apparently he was on the down low. Oh, I so, see. So, yeah, um, ooh, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> so people didn't know. For Basically, right. apparently yeah. he was... He was like in the church and all masculine, played basketball, all that, you know, jaw crap. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, anywho, we dated on the low a little bit. So after, you know, the, the coitus lingus, whatever you want to call it, that, yeah. he mm-hmm. broke up with me. I got pissed off. So what I did was I left. I wrote a letter, uh-huh. and I mailed it to his mom. Oh, really? So you outed, you him. outed him into his mom? I told I told him I told his mom everything. She did didn't you, know who I was. Did I you just, put pictures in there too? Did no, you? I did not. <laughs> a little that, that, that was before you know. Yeah. Instagram and Facebook. Sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I couldn't I couldn't afford Portland race at that time. So think about the pettiness you have to go through back then too to yeah. like put a stamp on it. Like you <laughs> like it's not like a I'm gonna send you a DM. Like it's a I'm gonna make a concerted effort to, to go to Publix get a stamp. <laughs> it was right, only twenty four cents out. at then. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Big round of applause for Sean, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, wow. So, yeah, the, it gets a little bit crazy, man. A little bit crazy when people Have do Have you done open. anything? You didn't go for yourself? Uh, you know, whenever I break up with women, or they break up with me, usually. You're one. like, I'm going to take their DVDs, and they're like, well, that's cool, because I got the house. <laughs> yeah, I just And go. your car. It's mine Mine now. It's mine. <laughs> I made sure that you weren't what you weren't paying attention while we were dating. I put it all in my name. Mm. No, no. I, I've never really done anything like that. I'm not the petty person. I just go, all right, well, it's over. That's it. And then I go cry in a corner and get drunk for like, Three years. Woo! Uh, <laughs> all right, moving on. A guy has been arrested in a in an ironic Bob Ross T-shirt. You know who Bob Ross is? Of course. Yeah, all the little happy little trees. Happy We're gonna trees, do happy little happy trees, trees. Happy trees. Um, the legendary PBS painter Bob Ross painted his final happy little tree and sadly passed away back in 1995, which is when this guy was still in diapers. Uh, he's a 22-year-old named Cody Kutchfar, I believe, in uh, Bentonville, Arkansas, and he was arrested on Thursday on a felony drug possession charge. And in his mugshot, you can see that he was wearing a Bob Ross T-shirt at the time. And not just any Bob Ross shirt. It was the one that uh, has the famous quote, quote, ever make mistakes in life? And then, and then, yeah, yeah like, and then underneath that is like we being born in Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> we don't make mistakes. We make happy little accidents. 
Uh, I believe is how it finishes. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, he's gonna have a happy little accident on his face when he wakes up in jail. And uh, (laughs) wow, wow, whoa! That's cool. His name's Cody, though. (laughs) Hey, stop naming kids these things. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Uh, we're gonna move right along into our next edition. uh, This episode's edition of the Hangover Headlines. So that means we need a volunteer from the audience who wants to come up. Somebody different from the last episode, come up and hang out with us and do uh, Hangover Headlines. You get to win a free shot glass from Devin and DevonComedy.com. These are all tax write-offs. These are all tax write-offs. I'm going to give That's you right. a 504 C3. <laughs> all right, come on up. Uh, step right up to that microphone right there, sir. What's your name? Aaron. Aaron. Aaron, yeah. give him a big round of applause. It was like Cody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, It baby. could be. Uh, all right, Aaron, here's how this works. Uh, I don't believe you were here during the uh, recording of our first podcast, so here's how it works. I've taken uh, a, uh, an audio clip from a local news store, a recent news story, mm-hmm. and we've slowed it down so that the person sounds really, really drunk. <laughs> and then I'm going to give you three possible headlines. You just have to guess which one is the right headline that goes with the story. All right? Okay. Yep. All right. Are you ready, sir? Here yep. comes your clip. They should have a health inspector. Check them out. I mean, that's a pretty major thing. To find something like that, I'd stick with you. All right. Did you hear it? You good? Yeah. All right. Is it? Is it? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it sticks is, with you. Is it number one? Woman loses her lunch in horrifying game of hide and seek. Is it number? Is it number two? Woman shocked to find actual meat in McDonald's hamburger. Or is it number three, a woman finds a dead bird in a can of spinach? Which one is the actual headline? Take a guess. Come on, Aaron. One, two, or three. One. One? Oh, no. No, no. It's a horrifying game of hide and seek. <laughs> it was number three. A woman finds a dead, dead bird, bird in a Always can of spinach. Always listen to your Price is Right cohorts. Always, come up yeah, come on up glass. here. Grab your shot glass, man. We're going to give it to him anyway. Give him a round of applause just for playing along. Thanks, Aaron. Uh, a woman in Pennsylvania recently found a dead bird in a can of Del Monte spinach. Uh, and Del Monte. Del- uh, Spanish for dead bird. <laughs> Dead bird spinach. That's what we didn't even know. We didn't even know. Everybody's no like, idea. yeah, yeah, of course. We uh, finally did it. According to the uh, story, she uh, she dumped the can out into the bowl. She took a little bite of the spinach before throwing it into the microwave. When she got it out of the microwave, she noticed the spinach kind of broke down, you know, because it was cooking in there. And there was a dead bird just chilling in there. Ugh. Like she had, to, yeah. So she I mean, ate it, some of it. Yeah. I would be mad because I already thawed the chicken. <laughs> and, like, I didn't have to, you know? <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Have you ever accidentally eaten something uh, horrible like that? Um, I'm sure that I have. Yeah. I've always pondered this. Would you want to know your the history? Like, if you could learn the history of the bad things that you've secretly ate, eaten? Yeah. you know, like of the, like the, the sabotage in the kitchen? Oh, sure. You well, know? you also Would know you that, want to know? You also know that, like, the FDA allows so many roaches and spiders Yeah, there's like per, a parts per yeah, million yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. And uh, so let me tell you my story. I was uh, hanging out with a friend, and uh, we were in high school, mm-hmm. and went over to his house after school. You know, we were hanging out, and, you know, we're teenage boys. We're hungry. So we go raid mom's fridge, right? And we get into the cabinet, and he's got – there's, like, nothing. I think we had some ramen noodles, and then there was a big, giant bag of those sun-made raisins, right? With yeah, the, yeah. With the woman on the for red bag. So I, I rip it open. I didn't even notice that it was actually already open. 
And I dug my hands down in it and I started eating the raisins. And I was like, man, these raisins are really crunchy. It's like, this is weird. And I'm chewing on it and I go and I look in the bag and there was maggots all in the bag. (laughs) Yeah. So I went to a... um a Hebrew like uh, a store for like Jewish like, yeah. kosher, mm-hmm. and th- I was I walked in there when I was a kid and I was like I have a dollar fifty and I'm very hungry. Okay, and she was like, "Here is co- this thing of cookies, this pack of cookies." And sure, I ate them and I got to like the last two and I thought there were like crumbs in the bottom. Yeah, also maggots. Oh, yep. God, that's so, so both, horrible. We have both ate maggots. We've before eaten in our maggots life. before. That's uh, absolutely awful. All right, all right. It's time for our wait, next- wait, wait. You oh, put, forgot to put the best part in there. What was it says the company offered her ten dollars oh, to drop yeah. it. Yeah, the company offered her as a as a cons- consolation prize, I guess, ten dollars, like a ten dollar payoff. We'll give you ten dollars for your trouble. Yeah, ten dollars, ten bucks. That's what they offered she found her. A dead bird in her spinach, and they're like, "We have ten dollars." <laughs> yeah, we on got ten dollars on that. Yeah, unreal. All right, it's time for the uh, the next hangover headline. So we need another uh, audience volunteer. Some come on, somebody quit being shy out there. Come on up. We need one more person. To come on up and play one more game of Hangover Headlines, you're going to get a free shot glass out of it. What's your name? Natasha. Natasha. Everybody give her a big round of applause. (laughs) All right, Natasha, are you ready for your Hangover Headline? No. No? (laughs) Well, it's coming at you anyway. Here we go. Listen close. He punched on my face with the close right hand, but I was doing my duty. I was doing what I'm supposed to do. All right, Natasha. Is that number one, man attacked in public restroom while doing his duty? (laughs) Is it number two, to make ends meet, man takes job as human punching bag at local gym? Or is it number three, elderly Walmart greeter punched by customer? Which one is the headline? Probably three. It is three. (laughs) Way to go. Elderly Walmart greeter punched. Uh, Yeah, elderly elderly Walmart greeter punched by a customer. A guy in Texas is facing charges right now after punching a 72-year-old Walmart greeter in the face and knocking him down. A 72-year-old. Like, why would you do that, you would wonder. Uh, Apparently, this guy uh, was stealing from the store, and the 72-year-old man walked up to him and asked him, hey, uh, did you pay for that? Asked him to take the the, uh, item out of his cart and take it back up and scan it and pay for it. And he hit him. And the dude hit him and ran off. It says it was a case of Gatorade. It was a case like of it Gatorade. It wasn't even yeah. something like <laughs> like, good. Yeah, You're like, yeah, exactly. I need electrolytes. <laughs> you know, and then he just hit him. I don't have seven extra dollars for this case uh, of Gatorade. Unbelievable, yeah, dude. unreal, man. People are crazy out there. All right, it's that's Texas, gonna, though. He's it is Texas, shot. yeah. Everything's bigger in Texas, including people's egos. All right. So that's going to wrap up the Hangover Headlines, and we're going to end today's podcast with another good news story. Uh, a nursing home worker pulled a guy from a sinking car. Aww. Oh. Uh, some nursing home uh, residents in Maryland had a slightly more exciting day than usual last week. It was a 52-year-old Andrew Lunn who works at a nursing home uh, who was a nurse there. Uh, in an assisted living facility in Salisbury, Maryland. Is it the home to Salisbury State? I know, right? I'm like, oh, I the delicious it. Salisbury, Maryland. 
Uh, he was at work on Tuesday when someone outside put their car in uh, in reverse by mistake. It's kind of like that joke you do where they accidentally put their car in drive and hit the gas and, yeah, run, yeah, and yeah. run through the public. Run through the publics. This old person, uh, uh, you know, I'm sure it was a senior citizen, put their car in reverse by mistake, thinking that they were going to go forward and accidentally reversed into the river behind them. Nice. Yeah. Reversed into the river, he immediately realized that the driver couldn't get out. Uh, the cops wouldn't get there in time. So uh, while his coworkers called 911, he stripped down to his skivvies, dove into the water, and pulled the man from the sinking car. Way to go. He's like, this new, <laughs> <laughs> this new Nissan Nile is really uh, efficient. <laughs> <The> <laughs> Nissan <laughs> Nile. Uh, uh, I'm here all night, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, that is going to do it. That is... Crying in my bar. Give yourselves a big round of applause at the audience out there. Thank you guys so much for being here. We're going to try to do this more often here at Barrel 239. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming out. Make sure you check out uh, the sister podcast, Crying in My Car. That a podcast one, for teachers. A yes. podcast for teachers, hosted, of course, by Devin Siebold. I play the co-host on that one, and uh, we have a fantastic time. Go and check out LakelandLaps.com. So we've got our next show coming up this Saturday. Well, by the time this airs, yeah. it'll probably... It'll yeah, yeah, well, you can, we'll have shows. We'll have shows. Yeah, shows Debbie coming Comedy up at LakelandLaps.com. For, uh, for my shows as well. Exactly. Check out LakelandLaps.com, WinterHavenLaps.com, DevonComedy.com for Devon shows. You can find me on Instagram, Mike Lee, or Mike on the Radio, Twitter, uh, Mike on the Radio. And, and a big shout-out to the Barrel 239. Yes, you absolutely. Awesome. Thank you guys Amazing so much drinks, for having us. Pyro, the best bartender in town back there. All right, guys, that's going to be it. Have a great night. Thanks so much for joining us. Bye-bye.